0: because of nothing! You hear me? They please just like we do! Yes, sir! They sweat just like we do! Do you hear me? They went through two days! We went through two days in 110 degree heat! Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move! If the ref gets in your way, you hit him! Okay then, let's play! But they're cheating us too! They're against us too! This is our team! This is us! Let's go right now! Let's get it off now! Let's go! Bro Show. It's been a while. I just want to tell a story, Back on today, the Land from 11 to 1. The Rob Bro Show Come follows on. every weekday. And just enjoy it I am the host, the Rob Bro. You are the co-host. You, you can text in 806-855-3712. 806-855-3712. <laughs> the dulcet tones of No Dry County lead us in, as always. Texas Tech basketball tonight against the Kansas Jayhawks. One of their leaders this year. Top three in rebounding, scoring, and several categories is one Kevin McCuller. I, I don't think that the care level It's quite as high on this one as it was in the moment. I think Kevin will get his tonight. I, I think, well, and probably on the floor too, but I meant as from a fan base perspective. If this game was in February and both teams were ranked, probably, probably a bigger reaction. But the game is on January 3rd. Only one of these teams is ranked. Texas Tech coming off a loss to TCU. The line is only one and a half if you're a sports wagerer. Wagerer. One and a half in Kansas, favor. And a lot of these games between Texas Tech and Kansas and Lubbock have been close. And if they're not close, it's because Texas Tech blew them out. We'll get into that later in the show. But as far as Kevin McCullough goes, I just don't think this game will be like some other games where there have been returns. If you want to go back to last year with TCU, when they came to Lubbock, the first three or four times that Micah Peavy got the ball, people booed. And then it kind of subsided, and you got the game over with. It helped Micah Peavy that TCU got off to a huge lead, and the crowd kind of died for a second. Uh, and then Texas Tech came all the way back. But I, I, just, I don't think that Kevin McCullough is going to have the kind of reaction that Chris Creed had. (laughs) Old Creed, And and people expecting that, I think, are out of bounds. And if you have a sign that is going to be anti-McCuller and you're taking it tonight, you can text in what your sign says. 806-855-3712. But I just don't think that Kevin McCullough is going to get a bunch of hate tonight. I think he'll get his fair share. But how that reaction went on Twitter initially, I think, was about as much as you're going to get out of that situation. And I don't know if it's just me being jaded to the transfer portal. It happens. Seems like everyone transfers. It's not new. So it seems to me that there's just not much more on the table for it. Uh, I have asked for some hot takes to start 2023. If you have a hot take, you can text it in, 806-855-3712. You can also catch up on Overreaction Monday. If you have some overreactions from bowl season or otherwise, you can send those in too. 806-855-3712. Here's a hot take. Texas Tech men's basketball does not make the tourney. To me, with four straight tournaments in five seasons, one, you didn't go to the tournament because there wasn't one. It would be a bit of a hot take to say that they don't make the tournament this season. And again... I think so often we get so focused on what Texas Tech is doing, we kind of forget to watch the rest of the conference. And if you're just watching Texas Tech and you're just watching the Georgetown game and you're just watching the Eastern Washington game and you're just watching the TCU game, I can understand why you think this team is going to struggle. And a lot of people said once Big 12 play started that maybe six and 10, was their route through Big 12 play i would take the over but to the texters credit i don't know that them not making the tournament this year is that hot certainly recent history says that texas tech is a tournament team and i think if you go 500 in big 12 play or even a game under your reputation gets you into the tournament You'll be one of those last four in nine seeds or have to play a play-in game as an 11. And right now, I would lean towards saying that Texas Tech will be a tournament team. I think they're good enough. And there's only been one year in the stretch that Texas Tech didn't wholeheartedly improve down the stretch. And that was the COVID year where potentially you're a nine seed, depending on what happens in Kansas City against the University of Texas. But again, he didn't play that game. A hot take Texas style. Lubbock doesn't have a great steakhouse. Oh, wow. Lubbock has zero great steakhouses. That's a texter. That's not me. If you want to give some steakhouse recommendations to that texter, you can. 806-855-3712. Hot take. Texas Tech is a legitimate contender to win the Big 12 in football next season. Again, I don't think that's that hot. Hang with me. I think Oklahoma improves. I do. I don't think that they'll be bad every year under Burnt Vegetables. I think Texas will be fine, but I don't trust Steve Sarkeesian to win a bunch of games. And again, I don't know that those two schools will be here next year. Are you worried about Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy after this offseason? No, I don't think they'll be there in contention. Baylor in an odd year, maybe they bounce back, but do they? I think they have some serious question marks with Dave Aranda. Is he a fraud? Elsewhere, TCU, I think, is going to be the lead dog, obviously, and should be, but they're losing quite a bit. West Virginia? Does BYU come in and make noise after being about 500 outside of league play? Does Houston come in and make noise after being decent this year? Losing a lot from them as well. I think if you're looking around at what Texas Tech has elsewhere in the Big 12, you absolutely should be a contender. And I think Texas Tech will be in the top four or five favored odds next year. If you're talking about win totals, we don't have a schedule yet. I understand that. But if you're just talking about win totals and, and Vegas, seven and a half, seven? You're not going to be projected to win five games next year. Now, Oregon and Lubbock, Wyoming and Wyoming. Whatever FCS school is on the schedule, I don't remember. I would assume since Houston was in Lubbock this year, you'll probably go to Houston. But I don't know. But... To me... And again, this is just to me. I don't think it's a hot take to say that they're top four in the conference next year. Now, if you're saying legitimate Big 12 contender is top two, heavy favorites, yeah, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. But I think they'll have top five odds next year in a 14-team league. Tyler Shuck returning. The entire receiving core returning. The entire offensive line besides Weston Wright returning. Taj Brooks, Cameron Valdez in the backfield. A starting safety returning. Two starting corners returning. Three starting defensive linemen returning. Four if you count the last three games. You have a ton of returners. And besides Tyree Wilson, I don't know that you lost anything that can't be replaced. Sir Roderick Thompson was a great running back. I think you have a couple in the chamber. For as much as I loved Reggie Pearson, the guy got benched in the middle of the year for a stretch. And this staff raves about Tyler Owens, who got an interception in the bowl game, to ice the game. So in my opinion, I and again, I'm eating the cheese, man. I'm eating the cheese on Texas Tech football. I'm bought in completely on Joey McGuire and the staff. This recruiting is on a trajectory very, very quickly rising to the best ever that Texas Tech has had, especially in the recruiting era. Can you turn that into wins? We don't know yet, but you did in year one. And I've long said that if you had proper motivation and coaching, you could win with what you had. At least go to bowls every year, and that's what Joey has done, Sonny Cumbie and Joey in the last two years. I mean, you've hit your baseline. Seven and five, six and six is the baseline. The only way to go from here is up. Let's take the break. When we come back, more hot takes, more text messages. We'll get to them on the other side. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. Continuing on the Rob Bro Show, going back to the text messages, hot takes or otherwise. Overreaction Mondays, whatever else you want to do on the text line, eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. 3712 This off the text line, when they said we'd get the 2023 football schedule in mid-December, what did the Big 12 really mean? I think they meant mid-February. But now I'm hearing mid-January. So, we'll see. <laughs> um. I'm assuming that that there's some reason why that they're doing it that way. I don't know if it's because they're waiting on confirmation that the the Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC, or there's confirmation on the 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 playoff committee. The SEC schedules are already out. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they haven't been released. Maybe this is just Brett Yormark crossing some T's and dotting some I's with sponsors or trying to figure out for the first time 14 teams for only two years. And you're not just scheduling one season with the Big 12, you're scheduling out, you know, four or five with return trips and whatnot. Uh, I'm assuming it's a difficult task, but. Surely, you have your best people on it, and it could be done by now. Um I'm also not in a huge rush to get it. Uh, again, you could put that out a month before the season, and everyone would be fine, scheduling-wise. It doesn't take six months to schedule flights and hotels. There's like standing hotel rooms that they can do for certain people, but... I understand why you want a lot of leeway. I understand why we want it out. I want to talk about it. I want to discuss it. I want to bet the futures on it. So it is frustrating that it's not out, not out yet, but not not as frustrating as maybe some people complain. I. It is what it is. They did say December, and then they said February, and now I think it's January. People more plugged in than me are saying January. More text off the text line. I don't know if this is a hot take, but it sounds like the absolute truth to me. Joey McGuire will lead us to a Big 12 championship and the best season in Red Raider football history in 2023. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And if you win the Big 12, you'll probably make the playoff. I I would assume they'll have it expanded. Uh, the year after, but if we're talking best season ever, what is that, 11-1 and one with a Big 12 title? 12-1? and one? Probably making the playoff at that point. Little old Texas Tech. When Joey McGuire was hired, I said that they would win the Big 12 within the first three years. I thought that Texas and Oklahoma would be gone a year earlier. Not necessarily that I thought Texas and Oklahoma would dominate the final two years of their Big 12 stay, but just with the 12 teams that are going to be there in the future, I think Texas Tech is a really good opportunity to win a bunch of games. You've been very competitive against everybody but those two teams. And I think BYU and Houston and UCF and Cincinnati will all hiccup coming into the league. Maybe UCF is on a good track because they have Gus Malzahn, because they have some continuity. Dana Holgerson knows the league. Dana Holgerson knows how to go 8-4 and four in the league. Fairly consistency, consistently, maybe Houston has some, some advantage. Cincinnati was going to be my pick to be the team to take the conference by storm, but Luke Fickle left. They signed seven guys in this recruiting class. So I don't know about them. Cliff Kingsbury will be fired in Arizona. This is off the text line. And go on to become the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator when Kellen Moore takes a head coaching job and disappoints those fans as well. How amazing would it be? And if this is an Arizona fan, I'm sorry for saying this. But how amazing will it be when Cliff gets fired and they hire Kellen Moore? Uh, that would be so Arizona. I would love it. Uh, and I don't know if I want Cliff in Dallas. I would certainly back it. Uh, I still think Eric Bieniemy is going to reach finally for a coaching job because he's fed up. Arizona would be a job he would reach for. Houston, he tried to reach for Houston last year. Denver would be a job he reached for. And if you could move on from Cliff and go get another offensive coordinator because that's what they want, I guess. But it seems to me that they would hire a a head coaching experienced guy, which is what they're lacking. Anyways, if one of those teams hires Cliff or if Bienami leaves and he goes to the Chiefs, Cliff's absolutely landed on his feet, 100%. Uh, For one, he'll have a quarterback taller than 5'6", which helps in the NFL. And say what you want about Kyler Murray's six good plays a year, he is not a consistent quarterback at the NFL level. And just because you're tall doesn't mean you're good, but it certainly helps to be able to see over the offensive line and read the middle of the field defensively. There's a reason that Kyler Murray has to scramble outside the pocket to see anybody downfield. If, if the Cal- here's my dream scenario. And I don't know if it's so much of a dream as maybe something that I would want to see. As a Cowboys fan, I'm I'm kind of jaded. Obviously, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that. I don't want Dan Quinn to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but I don't want him to leave. And if Mike McCarthy has another blunder like he did against San Francisco last year, where you're calling a draw with time ticking down and you lose in the first round of the playoffs to a team you're favored over or a team you should beat, especially if it's Tampa Bay. Again. If McCarthy got fired and they they hired Dan Quinn as the head coach and then they hired Cliff as the offensive coordinator, I wouldn't be upset. I think I would prefer Dan Quinn as the head coach over Mike McCarthy. And Kellen is the king of empty stats. And and I guess Cliff is too, but at this point, I just want something different from Kellen and from Mike. And the defensive players love Dan Quinn, so... If you, if you keep that going, I, I wouldn't be upset, I don't think. Now, I don't think any of that will happen, but it's fun to dream. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, more texts off the text line. Oh, we've got some Eric Biennemi texts. Some more texts on... The NFL from last night. We'll talk about that too. We'll also get back into the Texas Tech Kansas game. It's the Rob bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Funny Sports. Digital. Kim Commando. Sunday afternoons from noon to two on Talk 1340 and the Talk 1340 app. Back, it's Rob Brosh. talk one hundred three point nine. News, money, sports. This off the text line. I wasn't surprised the NFL put the Cowboys Eagles games at the same time. Cowboys should lose this weekend's game though because I think they have a better chance against Tampa Bay than any other team they would play as the two seed. What do you think, Rob? You play to win the game. That's what I think. You can't go try to lose heading into the playoffs. You want to try to win every single game and Let's go look at the NFC playoff standings just to make sure I'm correct. I don't want to misspeak here. I think you still get the one seed, yeah? So the Eagles are 13-3, the 49ers 12-4, the Vikings 12-4, the Cowboys 12-4. and <laughs> The... 49ers, Vikings, and Cowboys. If the 49ers and Vikings lose and the Cowboys win, and the Eagles, uh, I mean, it's a long shot. It's a long shot, sure. I guess. To me, though, uh, you're playing the Commanders. You should just try to beat the Commanders. And I don't think there's any reason why you should not be focused on winning against the commanders. I, I get what you're saying, but it's not like going to Tampa Bay. I don't care who it is, what time it is, it's it's Tom Brady. It's the playoffs. That's going to be tough. Uh, Hot take, Eric bien gets a head coaching job. Cliff reunites with Pat in Kansas City. All the records fall. Uh, If Cliff, yeah, Cliff somehow ends up with the Chiefs. If Cliff ends up with the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that'll be good for both of them. Um, I don't think that offense will improve, though. I think if Cliff Kingsbury wants to go learn how to be a head coach, he could be Andy Reid. I think that would be a great place for him. I think it would be a great place to learn for two or three more years. Again, who has Cliff Kingsbury been a a coach under at any level? One guy, Kevin Sumlin, at Houston and Texas A&M. He played for... Spike and Mike Leach and Bill Belichick. But he's only coached under and learned how to build a program from Kevin Sumlin, who was last seen with the Houston Gamblers. That's Cliff's mentor. (laughs) No disrespect to Kevin Sumlin. But if Cliff could go learn how to be a head coach from somebody who's a good head coach, that'd only benefit. And if you get to have Patrick Mahomes instead of Kyler Murray, again, everyone blames Cliff for what's going on in Arizona when in the offseason the Cardinals felt the need to put a call of duty clause in Kyler Murray's contract because he doesn't give a rip about football. He's joining FaZe Clan and playing Call of Duty. You don't put that in the contract if you don't believe it's going to be a problem. And Kyler Murray mysteriously pulls his hamstring the week Call of Duty drops. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This off the text line, hey, Rob, hope you had a good break. Glad you're back. I had a great break. Glad to be back. What are two things you're most looking forward to this year? One sports-related, one not. Uh, Okay, we're asking me questions now. I'm usually the guy's asking the the text line the questions, but I'll answer. Uh, I am most looking forward to Texas State baseball season, I believe uh this is the year they go back to omaha i think they'll host a regional i think they'll host a super this team is going to be very good you have some really quality freshmen they're going to play outfield and third base if they can get the bats going early uh it's going to be really good you also have big 12 freshman of the year returning hudson white who will play uh, catcher in first base you have uh, right fielder returning. You have some arms returning. uh In the, the fall ball sector, you had some guys going 98, 83 in back to back pitches. I, I think you have a really, really quality, quality rotation if you can fill out a bullpen, which has generally always been Texas Tech's problem in, in the Omaha era. It's really a college baseball program, finding a bunch of arms to throw strikes. You have a bunch of talent, but. You have to have execution as well. Tim Tadlock talks about it all the time. It's not about playing well. It's about executing. A guy can either execute his pitches or not. You can throw 98 all day long, but if you can't execute a a pitch, execute, if you can't execute a pitch, then there's not really much you can do on a baseball diamond. It doesn't matter if you can throw 106 or 76. Uh, what am I looking for personally? Non-sports? Um, been vocal about it. My weight loss journey, I'm I'm looking to continue on that. Hopefully getting uh, weight loss surgery in the next month or two. I've already lost 170 pounds. Um, have probably that much to lose still. And I'm looking forward to doing that. And I appreciate uh, people checking on me. Get texts about it every once in a while. I thought I'd update you. Uh, bro... It's off the text line. Cliff's problem is Kyler. Kyler is Kyler's biggest fan. Yeah, I agree. I just said that. Funny. I I think that uh, Kyler, Cliff needs to leave Arizona. Either Cliff, and I get it. The head coach has a lot of say in what the draft is doing. Uh, And Cliff got behind the eight ball a little bit when he said, when he didn't even know he was going to be the Cardinals head coach, that he would draft Kyler Murray number one overall if he had the opportunity. And then he went to Arizona, and Arizona had the number one pick, and he kind of had to pick Kyler Murray. But if you remember when he went there, he said, yeah, Josh Rosen is the guy. I think Cliff wanted a ride with Josh Rosen, and Steve Keim drafted Kyler Murray. Now, Cliff went along with it, but what he you to do as a first-time head coach? from the college ranks who just got fired from his alma mater what are you going to say no hey coach here's this really good college quarterback you're a college coordinator you run a college offense do you want this college quarterback to be in your college offense sure yeah let's do it kyla murray until the nfl had never been a loser Ever. He was undefeated in high school as a starter. Multiple state championships. He was a winner at a and I think he went 7-0 as a freshman or whatever. And then he transferred to Oklahoma. They went to the playoffs. They won a Big 12 title game. I don't think he ever lost a home game. But we all know that guy... Who didn't need to do homework in high school and passed all his classes in college and is now living in his mom's basement? You have to continue to put the work in. You have to. And to me, everyone said that clause was overrated. Everyone said the clause was a mistake. They didn't mean to put it in, they meant to. They knew. They know. And they they corrected it. That's not the right word I guess, but they redacted it, whatever the legal term is. They shouldn't have. They should have left it in. All right, let's take another break here and we come back. We'll wrap it up. It's Tuesday. The first show of the year. We'll keep going after this. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. Final segment of the show. This off the text line, when Kyler can't run, he's a liability. He can't see over the line. I've been saying this, and again, a lot of quarterbacks early in their careers are better when they can run. But most running quarterbacks have to learn how to be pocket quarterbacks by the end of their careers. A lot of guys get less and less mobile. I mean, you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers used to be a lot more mobile, and now he's learned to just be a dagger in the pocket, but he's not five six. He can see over the line, Nothing with there's nothing wrong with being 5'6". But if you're an NFL quarterback, it's harder to do your job when your eyesight is in the middle of the numbers of your offensive lineman's backs. It's 2023, we're not shaming short kings or anything, but Kyler Murray... Is not the guy. Uh, This text says Kaufman is not happy in Arizona. I'm sure he's talking about Kingsbury. If he's not fired, he will quit. You, You never quit an NFL job he will not quit an nfl job unless somebody else hires him to be the head coach you're not quitting if if arizona wants to pay you for four more years you sit miserable in arizona for four more years you don't quit nfl jobs you don't unless there's like a health reason you don't you don't quit nfl jobs he'll be there And if you meant Bidwell, the, the owner, um, I, I don't know. Could he fire him? Yes. Is he notoriously cheap? Yes. Is he having to fire his GM? Yes. By the way, I don't think we ever talked about this on the show. Uh, this might have happened over the break. The... Arizona Cardinal, and this has been swept under the rug, but the Arizona Cardinals fired their offensive line coach or put him on leave because when they went to Mexico, a bald Arizona Cardinals employee with a goatee felt up a woman. And they said, Offensive line coach, you're bald. You have a goatee. You're fired. And then they were like, oh, wait, the GM, Steve Kime, also is bald and has a goatee. It was him. (laughs) So now they're in this, like, legal trouble, I guess, because they fired the wrong guy. Steve Kime has stepped away due to uh, health issues, but he's getting fired, too. I don't know how they're going to clear this up. If I, if there's been an update to that story, I have not seen it. Send in a link. But there's got to be some resolution there. Uh, but just adds to the dumpster fire that is Arizona. Uh, this text, congrats, bro. That's awesome. We're all supporting you. I appreciate that. I truly do. Uh, this text, I'm not thinking Red Raiders can match up with the speed of Kansas and precision passing. Easy shots at the rim. Potential double, double, did it win for Kansas? Potential, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think this is a bad matchup for Texas Tech. It generally always is with Kansas, but again, you've played them close. I don't know what Kevin McCullers teammates will do in reaction to maybe some of the slander he hears tonight. Are they close enough to want to play extra hard for their buddy getting pelted with harsh words? (laughs) Do they care? Does he care? Does tech care? I don't know. I don't know. I, I... It is what it is. He had had an interview about coming back, and he said some stuff. But to me, it's not a big story. I guess it is now because it's like the first time it's happening. It's not like Kyler Edwards was at Houston while they're in the Big 12, and he's coming back to Lubbock. You didn't have a home game scheduled with Illinois this year. You've not played a former player like this in basketball where they're face-to-face and you really see what's happening, but you sure did play six Red Raiders on the Houston team this year. Alex Hogan, Tejon Henry, Keyshawn Carter. You've played a lot of former Red Raiders. Reggie Pearson just went to Oklahoma. You're going to see it a lot in football. Well, it's in conference. I just don't see how that matters. And if Daniel Bacho is not 80 or more percent tonight, then I think Texas Tech is even in a bigger hole because depth down low is a major issue. When you can't work your offense with the backup in down low because he can't catch, you have trouble. And that's got to be a big... The pick and roll has to be a big part of what you're doing. Can't catch a move at the same time. Daniel Baccio has to have a big game. Kevin O'Banner has to bounce back. Kevin O'Banner points, assists, rebounds needs to be over 25. You have to stop Grady Dick from getting a bunch of points. And Jalen Wilson... And Kevin McCuller. Perimeter shooting. Points in the paint. It's basketball stuff, but when you say it like that, you sound smart. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk three point nine News Money Sports. Back on the Raiderland tomorrow. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. See you then.